0: All right, everybody, welcome back to another video here on Financial Friends. You are joining me for This Week in Finance, which is a weekly series I do here on the channel, both on podcast form and on YouTube, highlighting the different stories that I found interesting throughout the course of this week, we do have a bit of a doozy of an episode, a lot of different, different topics, pardon, jumping all over the place. So if you're excited for this video, hit the like button down below, hit subscribe, hit the bell. So you're notified when a new one of these videos comes out, which it does weekly, and also feel free to comment at all on any topic during the course of this video, your comments are really, really appreciated as it really generates the conversation um, that we're looking for here with financial friends. So some quick housekeeping things before the video gets started. Um, I am not really feeling the best right now. I'm in a little bit of pain. I went to the chiropractor. They said that there were some things going on with me. So long story short, my neck's out of line, my back's out of line. I'm in a bit of pain, and I'm going to try and get through this video as quickly as possible. Everything is okay. I'm going to be okay. Um, but I just wanted to let you know that if I'm speeding through some things, it is for that very reason. First things first. Job cuts, Robinhood, 23% of jobs slashed out the door. This is after in April, they already cut 9% of jobs. So now they're cutting 23% more of these jobs. This came after a bad earnings report in which they lost users and lost assets under custody. Not a great look when SoFi is pretty much reporting the exact opposite. Of course, they're still losing money, but they are still growing as a business, probably eating up some market share here from Robinhood, which really saw just a big jump during that meme speculative trading period and is not quite seeing the same thing anymore. Speaking of meme stocks, $300 billion meme stock. This is ticker symbol HKD or AMTD Digital. I'm gonna just take a look at the chart. I don't have too much to say on this other than what is going on and please don't get caught up in all of this. So if you take a look at six month chart, you could just see um, a straight line up and then a straight line down, which is super high level technical analysis by me, of course. Um, But no, in actuality, if we take a look at the last five days, this stock has just cranked up and has then proceeded to fall. My message to you, the listener, the watcher, just be careful. We have long-term strategies, long-term goals when investing and if you're getting caught up in something like this, you're getting distracted. You could have made money, You could have lost money. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that if you're not allocating all of your money towards something like this and you're just turning small profits, you're just being distracted, right? Long-term, the $100, 200 $300 you made from this, while it might've been a good investment, it's gonna be pennies on the dollar as you continue to invest over the long-term. So this is not professional investment advice, but if I turned a $500 profit on something like this, I put it right back into an ETF, index fund or something and just stop paying attention to all of the noise. That's it on that one. All right, moving forward, Coinbase. It was up 40% at one point, Insane, up 10%, really on this news that BlackRock signed a deal with Coinbase. BlackRock clients will now have access to Coinbase as their crypto partner, if you will. This is really, really massive because BlackRock's like the largest financial firm in the country with like 8 trillion assets under 8 trillion in assets under management which is wild so this is a really good confidence boost to coinbase investors rumor has it about 22 percent of coinbase shares were being sold short aka people were betting on the stock going down and for that reason good news comes out stock goes up shorts have to cover their position stock goes up even more Really good for coinbase especially at a time when there's been a crypto scams solana wallets are being hacked um, other firms are being basically defamed bankrupt yada yada so a really really good thing for coinbase as a whole all right more on jobs walmart laid off hundreds of corporate workers this is a sensational title it's about 200 job cuts on the corporate side for walmart so not retail but corporate um, They added more jobs back. It says here in the article, which is you're just kind of contradicting yourself at this point. If you're saying they're losing hundreds of jobs, Um, it actually shows here the company's also investing in other areas to create new roles. So this seems to be more of, hey, Walmart is restructuring and unfortunately had to let go 200 corporate workers. Instead, they titled it Walmart lays off hundreds of corporate workers. They're trying to scare you. Anyway, retooling for the business. Walmart as a whole, the retail portion of the business not doing quite as well given the fact that inflation is up or has been up, I should say, who knows what we're going to see this next month, but inflation is up. People are spending more on gas, spending more on food, fuel costs are starting to come down. I doubt that food costs will come down. If anything, they just won't continue to go up. Nonetheless, profits for Walmart being hit a little bit. So they're probably looking to retool and become more profitable on the corporate side, more efficient on the corporate side. On the other hand, Starbucks was seeing fantastic growth. They did see higher costs for both wages and supplies, but something really important to note, and I'm not quite sure could find it exactly here in the article, just on demand like this, but the CEO mentioned or the company mentioned they are not seeing the slowdown that other people are seeing in consumers. Mr. Schultz, here it is. Mr. Schultz said, The company hasn't noticed customers reducing their spending or buying less expensive items like other chains have reported in recent weeks. So this means that the Starbucks consumer, whether their particular demographic of consumer is staying strong, whether Starbucks as a whole just has that pricing power in the coffee world, whatever it might be, it means that their consumer in particular is not weakening And Starbucks is more resilient than other businesses. People like their day-to-day coffee. They're going to stop in every morning. They're going to stop in in the afternoon, whatever it might be. And they're continuing to do that. And they're not spending any less money, which is amazing. There's also more customization options. The app is fantastic. It's easy to order. There's lots of rewards, earning stars, um, free drinks, all these other things that keep people engaged and wanting more. At least I personally believe that. Mr. Schultz said 75% of the company's sales are not coming from cold beverages or iced beverages, which is good for them because you could shove a bunch of ice in the drink and you don't get quite as much coffee. Yes, that has happened to me before. Um, But nonetheless, the company looking strong. I'm not gonna get fully in-depth here with the numbers. Maybe save that for another video. They are still seeing some unionization kind of issues um on that front but hopefully those can kind of continue to be solved they can continue to make people happy reinvest back into their worker base employee base and keep selling ice drinks all right warner brothers i have two articles here one they are scrapping the batgirl movie and other films and i think shows as well they also plan to merge discovery and HBO Max together into one platform. And supposedly they're also looking for a ad supported streaming plan. This is exactly in line with what we have seen everybody else do. They're following the crowd, not in a bad way, but they're following the crowd, looking to generate more revenue, looking to be able to advertise to people because they acquired. And by they, um, in particular, I believe it was, and I'm looking for the business here. Here we go. Discovery bought WarnerMedia from AT&T. This came with, get ready, $55 billion in debt. That's a lot of debt. Okay. And so essentially the CEO of the company, Mr. Zaslav, which is a amazing name to same or to say, by the way, is deciding to cut Movies they've already invested money in because supposedly they can write that off, um, which is going to be good for tax purposes or you know, as a loss, which is going to be good for accounting and tax purposes. Um, but also they have to market these movies, and so they're going to save a lot of money not marketing these. They have cut Batgirl, they cut Scoob Holiday Haunt, they uh, scrapped The Wonder Twins, and a lot of HBO Max fans. And people who were happy with the product are no longer happy with the product because they say he is unaware of how to run Warner Brothers and they're just not doing a good job. Now, he also mentioned on the Warner Brothers front that they're going to take that DC Comics franchise and kind of push it off to its own separate division, very similar to what Marvel is. So a lot of big moves in this company. This is something we're going to keep our eyes on. I don't believe investors are happy. I don't believe customers are happy. Um... And they previously were. There were some just statistics, pardon, um, that HBO Max was a successful streaming service. It was actually the most highly rated um, happiness scale or, or satisfaction scale, if you will, um, just below Disney Plus and Hulu. So things were going good, but $55 billion in debt speaks otherwise, and they're looking to do something about it. All right. Elon Musk, we always have to talk about him. He's pretty much always in the news. Predicts an 18-month recession, potentially some share buybacks, which he said, look, we're not really in the position to do this <clears throat> Excuse me, this on the Tesla front. He did say, and this is notable, the company aims to produce 20 million vehicles annually by 2030 and thinks that they can have or should have about a dozen, so 12, factories, each producing 1.5 to 2 million cars year per year that's good growth and honestly that is exactly what the business needs long term as he mentioned he's tunnel vision aka boring company I'm just, if you got that reference comment down below anyway he's tunnel vision he is not worrying about competitors instead he's trying to lower prices on tesla vehicles which inflation is not really doing good especially when they're on, they're on such a back order they need to price vehicles properly so the person who pre-ordered the vehicle Gets the vehicle at the price that they were promised and tesla doesn't take massive losses on that regardless production of the vehicles is going to be the biggest driver of success moving forward because that's how he's going to scale and other companies like fisker like neo even rivian is having trouble doing that tesla is not because he's tunnel vision and he's focused now this speaks this article speaks to a three to one stock split which I do believe past and will be introduced on the 25th of August. Don't quote me on that date, um, but it's in the works. It's going to be potentially happening August 25th. This is their second in a year or or two, I believe. Um, There was a stat on there. Great, (laughs) right? I mean, again, it doesn't actually change anything. Um, A stock split. Oh, here we go. Sorry. Second stock split in about two years. Anyway, it doesn't change much. It doesn't actually change the value of the underlying business. Instead, you just get a stock or more stocks that are cheaply priced. So easy math, if it was $1,000, drops down to 333, you would get three shares for every one share that you own, meaning you own the same amount. Let's move on. Big story that came out on Friday Amazon to acquire Roomba vacuums for $1.7 billion. The company is iRobot, 61000000000 billion, I'm sorry, $61 a share, $7.1 billion total. Amazon just grinding out here, right? They're just moving, shaking and dealing. This acquisition is the fourth largest behind $13.77 billion purchase of Whole Foods, $8.45 Billion dollar purchase of MGM, $3.9 billion purchase of the boutique Primary Care One Medical, and now $1.7 billion purchase of Roomba Vacuums or of iRobot, I should say. So they're moving, they're shaking, they're dealing. Why? Well, if you know Amazon, you know regulatory problems. They are massive in e commerce, they are massive in web services, and for that reason, They can't really make acquisitions in those areas. We've talked about this on a previous episode. Nonetheless, they're still making acquisitions to fuel growth. They're just doing it in areas of your life, you being the consumer, that you touch every single day. Ring doorbell, um, Alexa, which you then speak to and can run smart microwaves, smart ovens, now smart vacuums as well. And so you can see where Amazon can continue to add value to your life which means you're continuing to touch their businesses every day, generating the company more revenue, allowing them to have more eyes on the business, fueling Amazon web services and e-commerce as a whole. And so I believe that's the strategy here for Amazon. Um they just they just want to be everywhere. They want they want to see you smiling every single day back in their Ring doorbell camera and their iRobot vacuums. All right, moving forward. Payroll jobs increased a whopping 528,000 in the month of July. This was way ahead of the 258,000 that was expected. And the unemployment rate at 3.5% beats the 3.6% that was expected. Now, this is big. This is big for a couple of reasons. Now, I wanna make this very, very clear. This is a great number for people and for the economy as a whole. This is a terrible number if you're the Federal Reserve. Why? Let me explain. Of course, we want people to be in jobs morally, ethically. We want people to be in work, of course. But the Federal Reserve's job is to cool the economy down, to cool prices, to lower inflation, to keep job stability and price stability. Now, because of inflation, because of inflation running, because people have money, they can spend money, they're now seeing 0.5% wage growth um, month over month. This is good, but this also means that they can continue to spend money to purchase products that have elevated prices, potentially driving the price of things higher. If you could sell a product for $5, then you raise the price to $5.10, $5.10, someone buys it and you raise to $5.15 and someone buys it, then you raise to five twenty, dollars and they buy it, you're just going to continue to raise the price because it generates more profits on your bottom line. And so because people have jobs they can then keep making these purchases now i will say we want people to have jobs and there is one way you can look at it if inflation begins to come down and jobs are going up this is good this is really everything you could want and more lower inflation hopefully back to that two percent long run goal and job market strong that is the perfect combination that is the point and the goal of the federal reserve so if we see that this is amazing and really this is amazing no matter which way you spin it other than if you work for the federal reserve and you hoped that number came in a little closer to estimates because now everyone's going to have more cash in their pockets and potentially drive up the price of goods more all right um, traders are now pricing in a 0.75 percent percentage point hike this is what we have had previously Now we're assuming we might get something similar like that again. And potentially, depending on how future job report comes out and future inflation comes out, this could be up to 1%. Who knows? And just one quick final note where did the jobs actually come back? Uh, Let's use this chart here. You could see. 96,000 in leisure and hospitality, 89,000 professional and business services, 70k healthcare, 57k government, 32k construction, the list goes down and down, um, to the smallest add there being 7,000 jobs in the mining industry. So we're seeing a lot added back into services, particularly, you know, healthcare, professional and business services that even has the word services in the name, leisure and hospitality, of course, as well. So Not so much demand, or at least not so much demand for jobs on the goods side, right? On fueling the creation of goods, but rather on services and experiences. So that's it for this video. As I mentioned, quick, simple, to the point. I'm going to get back to resting and edit this video up or get the thumbnail and all that put up. I really hope you enjoyed this video. As I mentioned, I apologize for it being quick, but I do appreciate all of your support. Hit the like button down below. Comment something if you didn't during the course of this video, and I will see you all in the next one. Don't forget to subscribe. Take care.